Hi guys, welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. This is Ekta and I have a fabulous guest for you guys today. Um, this line is truly something I've had my eye on for a while and they're just such a beautiful brand. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to the founder of LYS Beauty, Tisha Thompson. Welcome to the show, Tisha. I'm so, so happy you had the time for this. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Such an awesome opportunity. It's my honor to host you. I would love to get started with your um, own beauty journey and just everything that kind of inspired you to create LYS. Yeah, you know, I actually um, started off as a makeup artist um, many moons ago, and I actually fell in love with makeup, trying to find, you know, what made me comfortable when I was uh, around 16, I guess. Um, I was always like a tomboy and you know, really struggled finding um, my identity. And so I got into hair and makeup really heavy. And, and then I, you know, wanted to pursue it as a career and be a makeup artist. And I had military parents, they were very strict. And they were like, No, you're not going to be a starving artist. And this was like, before (laughs) they really like, you know, there was this glamorized, you know, side of makeup you see today. And so they were like, I go to college. And you know, so Um, and they really wanted me to be first generation to graduate college in my family. So, you know, to make them proud, I did do that. And I went to school to, to do accounting, which is so ironic, totally out of my creative realm, but to satisfy that creativity, I, I did makeup on the side. And so I did like weddings and brides and I worked at Mac cosmetics for a while. And that was kind of like my part-time gig on the side. And, and I just always loved it. It was just always a way to get that creative outlet. Um, and fast forward, you know, I, I, um, you know, ended up when I, when I got out of college, uh, working, uh, in finance and I actually landed a gig with, uh, a cosmetic, uh, I didn't know at the time they were more like a branding agency, but they owned cosmetic brands. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was just so ironic because day one on the job, I'm like, oh my God, you guys do what? I had no idea. You know, I'm thinking I'm going to do finance, you know, in some random marketing company. And it was, it was a makeup, a place that owned makeup brands. And so yeah. I was like, oh my God, with HR, I'm like, I, I know I accepted an accounting job, but I need a, I need to move over to the marketing team. You know, <laughs> they're, they're like, no, you know, you know, do the job you're hired, you know? So, you know, I built relationships and connections and stuff and over, um, a year of, you know, the team getting to know me and, and obviously building a rapport with them, you know, managing the numbers of the business. Um, I freelanced and did stuff for them on the side on the weekends and for events and stuff. And I think when they realized, wow, she is a really, you know, she's a makeup artist and she really understands like the need of the consumer. And I think I added a lot of insight and especially in terms of the diverse consumer that they, you know, um, when an opportunity opened up on the marketing side. I actually kind of took a demotion and stepped back and took a position as a marketing coordinator. And um, it was kind of like a blessing and the rest is kind of history because I promoted up really fast and um, ended up uh, leaving that role. Um, I was actually at Pure Cosmetics at the time as a VP um, and I managed sales and operations and um, uh, product development and social media. And that was pretty much how I you know, spent 15 years of my career learning everything about clean beauty and how to find the business, the business of beauty thing. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So that was pretty much how I got my career, um, started and, 
And yeah, in terms of how I came about creating LYS, you know, um, it all kind of stemmed from, you know, opportunity. Um, you know, when you have a seat at the table, you really have the opportunity and autonomy to really build and and create campaigns and 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 you know do different unique things. And and that was kind of what I experienced there. And I think I just really grew an amazing passion for, you know, building out the diverse side of the business, making shade ranges that worked for, you know, deeper skin tones and formulating products. And it just really became a really big passion. It was just a, a personal one for me. And I think along yeah. the way, I eventually just realized, you know, this is something that I really think and, and know that I can do um, for myself and create my own brand that's really, you know, 100% centered around this. And, and I, I just felt like I had matured enough in, in my learning and understanding everything about the business and that it's something that I wanted to do, uh, you know, and, you know, create things that, you know, were, you know, really my own. And that's kind of essentially um, what How allowed you? me to take that leap, if you will. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I think, Tisha, this is such a beautiful brand that you've created because I know so many people want to talk about inclusivity and especially when it comes to like shade ranges and you know what I mean? Like it's been a huge conversation in this industry and, um, you know, it's one thing to talk about it, but it's another thing to like dive in and do what you're doing, which is really creating a lot of amazing options for people out there. You know, it's like, I always wonder that about brands that are like, you know, they're very heavy on the marketing end with saying, well, we're going to do this and we're going to be more inclusive and diverse and, you know, all this stuff. But it's like, you wait and wait and wait and nothing comes out of it. You know what I mean? So like when I first came, um, you know, across your brand, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like, you know, I immediately felt like I belonged, like even the website, you know, like I think you've just done such a beautiful job. So I want you to tell us a little bit more about that. You know, when you're crafting like the shades and the shade range and just figuring out like what your consumer type was, like what are some of the ins like inspirations behind that? Yeah, you know, for me, I really... I really wanted to take that opportunity to really build out where I truly saw the market having a white space and it was really in clean. And, and the thing that frustrated me the most, I felt like it being in the industry and kind of having a front row seat is just that, like seeing people have the conversation, but really the products didn't deliver. And, you know, there was this notion that you couldn't have high performing products that had deep and wide shade ranges at an affordable price that were clean. And I just, I wanted to be a part of dispelling that mute, that myth. And I really wanted to, you know, really show that, you know, at the end of the day, everyone deserves to be represented. And yeah. I really felt like, you know, within the clean industry specifically, it just, they just hadn't serviced um, all of the consumers in the best way. So that was for me, um, my, my kind of guiding light. And I think the way some brands miss the mark is, you know, maybe they don't have, you know, people on their team necessarily that are people of color to actually help guide them or give direction. Um, or maybe they're not led, um, or they're like senior leadership teams aren't, you know, people of color. And so I really think having a diverse lens is really critical. And, you know, when I was developing Helping creating products, you know, I think it all stems from how, even how you test the products, even having a wide range of, you know, people in your focus group and panel testing and stuff. And, and I've seen over the years, you know, a lot of times brands, 
they just kind of focus on the consumer they know um, yeah. or, their, yeah. or the, the people directly in their their office community, which could, if it's not diverse, you're, then it's hard to, to um, offer diverse ranges and things like that. So I think that a lot of work is being done, which is really great. I'm starting to see a lot of change within the industry. And for yep. me, I just really wanted to be a, a catalyst in that because it was a frustration for me. And rather than sit around and complain about it, I was like, you know, let me be a, a part of the, you know, the change, the, you know, the culture of changing things and, and yeah. inspiring others and, and hopefully helping other brands, um, you know, be able to come into the space and do the same thing. Right. I mean, it's, it's one thing to, you know, it's a whole different feat to be a pioneer in in an area. You know what I mean? It's, it's like a, like, you know, you're creating not only through LYS, are you creating like options for people, but you're also, you know, you're, you're creating examples, right? It's like, you know, there's so many entrepreneurs out there and I talk to so many people every day and they're like, you know, I want to create something unique and, and something that doesn't exist and, and diverse and inclusive. And it's like, we need more examples like, you know, what you're doing to just show people that it's very possible and especially with the clean aspect that's what really um draws me into your um into your vision because i want to know a little bit more about that like in your mind when you knew that you wanted to create a clean brand like what was the definition of clean to you like what were the what were the pillars that you wanted to really um focus on with the clean beauty aspect yeah, for, for us, really, I wanted to focus on really um, formulating products that were good for the skin that, you know, if, if those with sensitive skin or skin that easily irritates, um, you know, people who really are conscious about certain ingredients like silicones and pegs and fragrances, like those are things that we wanted to make sure that we formulated products without just so that people with the most sensitive of skin types can be very comfortable knowing that we went the extra mile and formulating our products to keep any of those potentially harmful or potentially irritant products out of our formulations. In addition to that, I also focus on in you know, including skincare. And so I like to say we're, we're skincare makeup. Um, you know, we essentially have good for you ingredients infused in our products that, you know, rather than putting fillers or loading it with talc or, you know, ingredients that, you know, silicones that, you know, necessarily maybe they, you know, are something that people are used to over the years that, you know, maybe they feel like, Oh, I love how silicone feels. It makes it smoother. It fills in all my pores. Well, rather than filling it with those potentially harmful ingredients, maybe we put something like niacinamide, which can help treat the pores over time. So, so we try to change the conversation a little bit and just put ingredients that are better for the skin um, overall. And, and that's really our approach to clean. And, and I know that it's, you know, it's not a regulated market. So it's kind of challenging because you do have a lot of brands that kind of greenwash this, oh, we're clean and this and that. And I think we just have to be authentic and true to us and really, you know, try to make sure that we explain to our consumers how we perceive clean. And this is how we approach clean and hopefully that authenticity and that approach that we take and also the transparency of the ingredients we don't use is something that's attractive to, you know, the consumer for us. That's, that's ultimately how we, we approach clean. 
I love that. I really love that. And I love that you have approached it with the whole skin health aspect in mind, because, you know, for me, I can, you know, say a woman in my mid thirties, like I don't have time for just, you know, just makeup, you know, for the sake of makeup. Like I want my makeup to be working for my skin because, Mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, when we take all of that off, that's what we're left with. And, you know, as a huge skincare junkie myself, you know, when I look at makeup brands, I, you know, that's something that is very lacking. So I think LYS is really, really unique in that way. You know, and, and when I put on the makeup, I can honestly say like, you can tell that it's also like good for your skin. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's different the way it like goes on and it's different the way it wears over time, you know, throughout the day. And, and those kind of things are, are very, very prominent. So I, from a formulation aspect, I want to ask you, were there any hurdles when you wanted to like, you know, for example, you mentioned niacinamide when you wanted to formulate with those kind of ingredients were there any like hurdles from the formulation end well first off I want to say thank you I, I really appreciate you um, acknowledging that that means a lot because we definitely you know really went the extra mile and wanted to make sure that you know we we allow people who experience our product to feel just that so I, I appreciate that you of know course hurdle hurdle wise, you know, it's always challenging when you kind of go in a different direction than what is typically done in an industry and kind of trying to break, you know, through these different barriers. And so I think you're starting to see more formulators, um, you know, get on board with kind of these notion and ideas of one, the clean, you know, I think a lot of retailers are, are pushing this, um, this, um, you know, directive and formulation um, for all, you know, essentially, um, you know, most brands are being kind of pushed to, to, to be cleaner and, and, and better, um, yeah. more sustainable. And so it, it, when, when you have that major push from the industry, as well as the consumer push, it makes it easier on that front because that pushes the, the formulators to get on board. But when you start doing things that necessarily the, the retailers and the consumers may not necessarily be asking for directly is things like adding skincare into color products. That's, yeah. you know, you don't see that often. And, in a lot of brands, they may do, you know, it's very common in development where you go to a manufacturer and they may have a base formula and then, you know, a brand may tweak it or they may just kind of, you know, you know, change the colors for the brand, you know, kind of yeah. they call it like stock formulation or library formulation. But for us, everything is custom. Like all of our formulas are all custom made and I work with the labs specifically. And so I'll go to them, for example, on our primer And it's like, you're not going to find a primer that exists like our primer. I mean, it has 5% niacinamide and ginger root extract and, and AHA blend. And for me, like all of those things were important because I wanted the primer to do a certain thing. And they're like, but that's a skincare serum. And I go, I understand, but I want it to be a primer. So you have to kind of, you know, guide them and, and show them like, you know, this is the direction I want and push the envelope a little bit. And then they can formulate you know, to that for you. By the way, so, I just want to, I just want to like jump in here for everyone yeah. listening. Your primer is phenomenal. Like Thank it is you. so nice. Yeah, no, it's well-deserved because I like, I love everything you just said, but just from like the standpoint of just like makeup artistry, like yeah. I can tell you, like for me, my skin, like, you know, I'm in my thirties, like I mentioned, it's a beautiful primer. My makeup goes on so like smoothly over it. Like I, it doesn't clog my pores. It doesn't feel sticky, you know, like all those things, like I don't have to deal with. So I think that, you know, you definitely hit the nail on the head with that primer because it's, it's really, really good. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's kind of like what I was hoping for is like, 
you know, just like how you're looking to have something that you're wearing, like most people are in their makeup eight, you know, maybe 10 or 12 hours in the day. And it's like, how cool is it that you have a product that is beneficial to your skin and you don't have to worry about when you, you know, take it off, you're fearful that you're going to break out or, you know, you know, that you're wearing something that is good for your skin all day long, just like your skincare, you know? So that was really my goal with the products. And I wanted, um, you know, to kind of push the envelope a little bit in all the formulations. And I really wanted to more take more of a natural ap- approach, but yeah. also allow the glam factor. And that's, I think what makes us a little bit unique than maybe some of the other clean brands that exist. Uh, you know, a lot of clean brands, it's, it, it might be a little challenging to get a full glam look or like, yeah. I like to call it that like full beat, you know, like you're just right. like, from yeah. day to night and yeah. our products are just a, like a, a bit more dramatic for the clean side of things. So it's like, you can use less and still have that really fresh, no makeup, makeup look, but the pigmentation is so strong in our products. A little goes a long way, but you can still get that full glam. And I think that's really awesome because you're not leaving out that consumer that really likes more of a fuller coverage or fuller makeup look you really get to give them clean good for your products too because I had a customer's like you know I I like the concept of clean but that doesn't last for me all day I need something that's going to stay on for like 15 hours a day I like to look like full coverage and I'm like oh honey you will get that with my products trust me yeah yeah no you do though you do it's like a it's it's definitely what you described you know I can like for example for me I go every day to the hospital you know what I mean I don't want to look like I'm going out to a club you know but I so I can put it on and it looks wonderful and looks natural but if I am meeting somebody for drinks later or something Mm -hmm. you know you can very easily up your look like it's absolutely brilliant like I really you know I can definitely second what you just said because it's a brilliant brilliant um you know approach I I think that for skincare also like I I wanted to add this in because for me like what really stood out is that right now there's this giant you know movement I think towards making women you know and men feel more comfortable in our skin right Mm -hmm. and it's like for in that aspect I often you know for me it's like well then there's makeup and then there's skincare and I think with something like what you formulated here it's more of like you know you can wear the makeup but it doesn't make you feel like you're like ashamed of your skin if that makes any sense you know what I mean like it's not like you're covering up something you're ashamed of you're it's more of like you know the vibe that I get from your brand is more like be proud of your skin and be proud of who you are. And then here's something to enhance, you know, your look like it's exactly it's yeah. meant to be an extension of you. It, it's never meant to cover up who you are. And that's exactly what our name means. LYS. It means love yourself. And that's essentially exactly what it means. It's essentially be who you are and love who you are and be confident in your own skin. And, you know, makeup is really for most people or, or should be for everyone, honestly, um, just an outlet to express yourself however you want to, but not feeling like you need it. You have to have it and, and you're not accepted in the world. If you don't have it on, you wear it because you want to wear it. You wear it because you like how you feel in it. Um, and, and, that's what we want, you know, our products and our consumer to feel when they wear them. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And as a consumer, I can definitely say that's how I feel. <laughs> so, you know, you really hit the nail on the head. And, you know, I want to I want to actually ask you about, you know, in terms of like the feedback that you've gotten from, you know, consumers, because I know um, when it comes to like the real like the test, you know, of if some, if a foundation range is like really, really working for the darker and deeper skin types, like it's it's the really, really deep colors that we're often, you know, missing. So, have you gotten feedback from, you know, consumers that have that deeper tone and that deeper skin type and, you know, what have they said? Yeah, we, I mean, we have so many awesome reviews on the product and I know that we have such a diverse consumer base. Um, I think the thing that we get praised the most for is the fact that we approach the shade range with an undertone focus. And you don't really see that a lot in deeper skin tones. A lot of times brands will just give you like, deep shades, but they don't give you deep shades with different undertones. And so in LYS, you're going to find if you have deep skin, um, you could have it in a golden undertone. If you have, you know, deeper skin tone, you can get pink ranges, you can get neutral. Everyone has a different undertone. And, And I think there's this notion of, oh, the deeper the skin, it's all just either one, you know, and, and most brands will give us either all neutral or all golden all yellow, all, you know, yes, they never, they never give you an option. And that's what we do. It's essentially like you may, you may have a deeper skin tone, but you might be more of a neutral, or you may have more yellow undertone and you can choose which one you're not forced only to the, the pink one that we launched. So that's, that's the biggest um, that's the biggest feedback we've received. And I think people really appreciate that and love that we, we were able to do that. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, what's really, what's really awesome and interesting is that the range overall has been extremely inclusive and we find, you know, it, my base is the consumers are just so diverse, like all over the spectrum, which is awesome. You know, it doesn't, it's not like, oh, this, this was only formulated for people of color. And now, you know, someone with a lighter skin tone is like, oh, I don't think they have my shade. Like, I I feel like at least the feedback and at least the selling patterns of things have shown that everyone has filled, feels embraced by the range that we created. I love that. I love what you just said about the lighter skin tones, because that's honestly one of my biggest pet peeves in this industry is when people say, well, we need more inclusive products. And then they're like, well, we only we're going to come out with 20 shades of just very dark shades. And it's like, no, the true meaning of inclusivity is like the palest of the pale and the darkest of the dark. All of us should feel like we can go and reach for, you know what I mean? Our color. And like, I don't see that a lot. So I really like that you said that. I think that's very, very important to acknowledge, like for everybody out there that, you know, is, is really looking for something that's truly inclusive. Like, you know, it's a great point. So um, I actually want to, I want to move forward and ask like, you know, your, your foundation, for example, is known as, you know, it's called the serum foundation. So um, when you were naming your brand, like the, the things in the, in the line, were you trying to like, you know, appeal to the skincare consumer or like, well, how was that? Like that process? Yeah. I think that because we infuse skincare in all the products yeah. and also by the nature of the formulation, like the textures, I wanted to kind of speak truly to what they were. So for example, like for the foundation is more of like a serum 
texture foundation um, and it's more on the sheer side. And so I wanted, to, and it also, it has, you know, the level of ingredients that you would maybe see in a serum. So I wanted to speak to that just like with the primer, it's like, it has a really serum watery like lightweight texture, but then it has that um, impact on the skin to really be able to, to, to kind of give you that lockdown of the makeup and actually apply the product on top. So it was kind of a marriage between the formulation, both the um, ingredients and the texture and kind of how it performed. That was kind of my, my goal in and really how I name things. So it's easier for people because especially we started off online. So yeah. it's hard for people to, you know, understand. Um, and I know sometimes these product names, I've even have to correct myself sometimes because they get so long. Um, and, and, you know, but I'm like, well, if the customer can't necessarily go in the store and touch and feel it, they may not understand what it's providing. But if the name kind of gives you a little bit of guidance, then you can instantly know, okay, I understand this texture is going to be like this, like with my cream blushes, you know, I call them satin matte cream blushes. The yeah. reason I do that is because if you were to fill it in, in store, you would know like, this doesn't feel like any other cream blush I felt. Usually they're really slippery. They kind of have an oily kind of texture, really super shiny in the pan. Right, right. And, yeah. And when you feel mine there, they don't feel that way. They're a little bit more I don't like to use the word clay, but it does have kale and clay in it, but they're more of a matte matter texture, almost that of a satin lipstick feel. And so that's why I wanted to name it a satin matte cream blush because people are like, wait, how can you be satin matte and cream blush? And I'm like, exactly. It's it, that's <laughs> how I wanted to explain that texture to you because if I just called it a cream blush, then you don't see the uniqueness in which I formulated the product unless you actually buy it first and then you touch it. You know what I mean? So that's why I was trying to be a little bit kind of creative and giving consumers that initial out of the gate um, expectation of what to get when they get the product. I love that. I really love that. And I think that's a huge point, especially with COVID, you yeah. know, like it's, it's like, we can't go, we weren't able to go into stores. We had, and it was driving me crazy. I was one of, I've always been one of those huge, like Ulta and Sephora people. Like I go mm -hmm. in, I try everything, you know? Like, so I think what you said makes total sense, you know? And one other thing I, I actually want to point this out to everyone listening is that some of the ingredients that you have, like, for example, in your foundation are truly like impressive. Like, you know, you have the hyaluronic acid and then the turmeric you know I mean when I see turmeric I'm just always excited <laughs> you know I'm, I'm exactly. Indian so like you know I being Indian like seeing turmeric and ashwagandha I'm like it's like paid pays like homage to like my culture you know what I mean and it I love that I love that so like how did you pick those like what what made you pick turmeric and ashwagandha so I suffer, um, not as much, but I definitely still have challenges with cystic acne. Yeah. Um, and so for me, like I wanted to make sure I put ingredients that were good for my super sensitive skin, or like if my skin is kind of irritated, um, when it's being really sensitive. So I really like the ashwagandha in terms of like calming skin stress. Cause when my skin is stressed out, you know, it's like that, you know, week during the month when it's like, 
going nuts, like yeah. having something that keeps my skin um, calm and soothe um, was why I like the ashwagandha. And I actually got into that ingredient, um, you know, really in like coffees and, and teas and stuff like that. And, and I just really appreciated the ingredient and loved kind of the more research I did with different, you know, trending ingredients and things that worked in the skin and that, you know, the kind of the benefits it had for the skin versus the body and stuff like that. And so I kind of fell in love with the ingredient on a personal level. So I was like, okay, let me try that in form formulation. Um, turmeric was one that I've always loved. I mean, it's just good for dark spots and brightening. It's just an awesome antioxidant. And I think it's, it's an awesome, um, you know, cooking agent and just, it's just, uh, if you have deep skin tone or deeper skin, um, turmeric is just a really good, um, ingredient that just works really well on our skin, even in serums, even in skincare or, you know, whatnot. So I thought that that was a a really good uh, ingredient to incorporate. And then the hyaluronic acid is just a tried and true. And I think it's just really good for, you know, people with, you know, drier skin types, you know, if they want to have that infused hydration it, it, and also I didn't want to overcomplicate it with, cause like, for example, ashwagandha is kind of like, it's a, it's a unique ingredient. People don't know how to say it and they don't know what the heck it is. Um, yes. when they, oh, I'm so sorry. That's okay. Sorry about that. Once they know what it is, they, um, you know, they're like, oh, this is really cool. Um, but something like hyaluronic acid, they know, right. They're educated on it and exactly. it's more of a, an ingredient that people understand. So I wanted to make sure I also put some tried and trues that people know work and that they would be confident in understanding exactly what it is too, and not just give them a bunch of like you know, names that, you know, cause sometimes you get these formulas and these ingredients and people are like, I have no idea what that is, what it says. You can barely read the name of it. Um, right. and so I also, you know, wanted to make sure that, you know, people had confidence in the things that they were, were using and, and it was ingredients that just some things just work like niacinamide, like, yeah, it, it, you know, people may know it, but it just, it works. So like, yeah. why not keep it simple? You don't have to overcomplicate everything. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, so yeah. that was kind of my rationale in, in kind of some of the ingredients that I picked. I love that. I really love that. And, you know, simple and minimal skincare is honestly, like, in my opinion, the best, like, it's like, you know, if you have a few ingredients that work for you, like stick to them. You know what I mean? You don't need to go crazy and have like that weird mushroom extract from like, you know, the mountains of the Himalayas. Yeah, and, yeah. Know, like exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, you know, going back to the turmeric, I just want to add also that, you know, for me, um, since I mentioned I am Indian, like in, in the... Um, what do you call it? The, the wedding ceremony. And in general, like we use it for our skin type because it, like you said, it actually makes your skin glow and the deeper mm-hmm. the skin tone, the more like it, you know, complements it. So like having turmeric um, in something like a foundation is just truly brilliant because it, I don't know what it is about that, you know, that root, but it really mm-hmm. does make all of our, you know, the darker skin tones really stand out, it's really bright. glow, you exactly. know, just, it gives this brightness. That's just, it's phenomenal. It's a really, it's a really awesome ingredient. Very, very underutilized in the industry. I think. I I agree. And I think it's, it's misutilized too. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I think people don't know how to use it sometimes. And so, yeah, I think, I think you did a brilliant job with it. Um, one thing, so, you know, I want to ask you a little bit, um, away from the line, I want to ask you about your 
own personal journey, like, you know, with, with this, when you started your business, like what were like some of the hurdles you faced, like personally, you know, um, or any advice you can give to like young entrepreneurs out there that, you know, really want to dive in and create something for themselves. I would love for you to share your vision. Yeah. You know, I would, my advice, I would definitely tell people, find a mentor. I think finding someone who can guide you and help you along the way um, is always great. Having a shoulder to lean on. There's people who've paved the way. Um, We, no one does it alone. So I think finding an awesome mentor is definitely going to help you, especially if you've never run or, or um, started a business in, in beauty. Um, I think it, there's just so many amazing people who have done such an incredible job that I, I'm confident um, if people reach out to, to people that they would be probably willing to guide. Um, and, and so I have a couple of mentees and I think it's the most rewarding thing that um, I can do is give back to others. Um, and also, um, you know, just continue the, the, the future of what beauty can be. And I think, um, you know, there's room for all of us. And I think it's such an awesome time in the industry. And I think yeah. there's just so many amazing entrepreneurs and creatives coming out that I think are going to do tremendous things in the space. I think it's the time of the indie brand. It's the time of the entrepreneur, especially the time of uh, the BIPOC founder. And I'm just so excited um, um, to be a part of that. Um, yeah. And then the other feedback I would say in, um, is, um, you know, um, understand your finances and, and, um, build an awesome culture. I think that, um, you know, to build a strong team is really important. You can't do it alone. Um, and so as you grow, um, you know, that's the fun part for me right now, but it's the hardest part because, you know, your success, um, it really is all, um, embodied in the team and culture that you create and build no amazing, um, and, um, successful entrepreneur can do it alone. They have to have um, a team under them. And that's my, um, biggest thing right now is just being meticulous and finding those amazing people that, um, are willing to grow on and go on this journey with me. So yeah, yeah, that would be my advice to people is yeah. Focus on an amazing culture understand your finances and, and find a mentor. It's always good to have, um, have, have a shoulder to cry on. Cause it gets difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I a hundred percent agree. I think that that is truly, you know, words of wisdom, everyone listening. I mean, you know, I know that as a woman of color myself, like, you know, growing up and I was in the medical field. So for me, it was like, I was always looking for a mentor, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like somebody I could relate to somebody who could guide me. And yeah. you really, I, I agree with you, everything you said, it's very important to find a mentor. So, you know, Thank you so much for that. I, I hope that someone listening out there can really, you know, find some inspiration from your words. And I want to commend you on this amazing, amazing line. I think it's absolutely stunning. And, you know, everyone listening, you guys really need to go check out um, LYS Beauty. I'm going to tag everything and, you know, all the good stuff. So thank you so much, Tisha. Oh, this is amazing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And thank you for having me. And it's just such an honor again. And just for even considering me, honestly, and, and anyone listening, thanks um, so much for just taking the time to listen. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. The honor was truly mine. And I will be back next time, guys, with another guest.